welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? That's going pretty good. It's good to be back here for the regular uh, free episodes, you know, the Dynasty Nerds podcast. Obviously, we were off last week because I was getting older, turning 40, becoming a real man. It's like my bar mitzvah. Yeah. Yeah. I saw those pictures that your wife blew up of your your aged faces. Two out of three. One out of three in bed, right? One out of three looked really good. As an old man, I was like, wow, that looks yeah. I'll have to show Garrett that after the show. You actually. will have to show him because it's pretty hilarious. There's one, one of me with an actual beard, even though it's funny because I can't grow facial hair. But, like, I was but like, you look good as an old man with a beard? Dude. Damn good. He, he looked like one of those, you know, those jacked guys they show on like on like Pinterest, of like the fifty oh, yeah. year old guys with that are like totally jacked and huge with the white hair and the white beards. Oh, look, I look looking super like? successful. Oh, yeah. Like I probably definitely had like a billion dollars. Did it look different than the one when you had the mustache? Because I remember oh. when you did that one. Oh yeah. We have. We, you can compare because I have that one here too. <laughs> I, I liked that one. You looked real jolly. You just looked like a just a friendly. Well, wait till you see it blown up and cut out with a fat head. Yeah, uh, a fat we had that one too. <laughs> They're pretty amazing. Yeah. And then you have like. Pervert, old rich too, with no facial hair, my brown's head on. It was kind of like weird looking. I we, thought that was the most realistic one. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is the most unrealistic. Uh, yeah. So we're back. And I, yeah, I'm 40. Uh, if you're a nerd herd member, you definitely got a show last week. Anyways, we did one via telephone talking about some goodbyes uh, in the season. So it's why you probably want to join the nerd herd just for the extra podcast. Because you know, buy, I've, sell, tool, and rankings too. I may or may not have had a couple glasses of wine by the time we had we had. Uh, we <laughs> recorded that one we but should I, do like a wine episode where think, like yeah we just go two hours talking and then just by the time it comes we're like two bottles in i'm like yeah my wife my wife was like what time is this podcast at i'm like eh, it's a little bit later she's like you want to drink a little bit before i'm like man sure why not i was like we get loose why not oh dude if you think i say some stupid shit like now S- sober yeah. oh you should hear me when i get a little toxic yeah uh my wife was like, what what, 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 what what, were you thinking? Why would you talk like that? I'm like, why wouldn't you not talk like that? <laughs> why right? wouldn't you not talk wouldn't like that? Wouldn't you not? Where did that thought come from? Like, I can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a secret. Give me some more <laughs> wine. And now that I went to San Francisco, I'm like a big wino now, too, by the way. Just to let you Is know. Is that what you got? I mean. You're I mean, in Napa Valley? You you, no, some, uh, you found the Pupacabra. Valley. You found the Pupacabra and yeah, yeah, taste yeah. for wine? No, I, like it. It. I mean. Opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't mind wine as long as it's like tastes good like it's fruity a little bit like okay a little fruity bouquet but then i had this one out there like a jacuzzi winery and like it wasn't that fruity but it was still kind of good as long as it's not dry right like i don't want i'm not drinking sand over here i don't need that all right but we're not here to talk wine today we're here to talk (laughs) dynasty fantasy football we get off the wine nerds (laughs) and now that i'm 40 like i'm way wiser than i was at 39 when it comes to dynasty i've learned a couple things nice so we batting 800 now Oh, dude! Am I in the new in the new three league that I uh, we started? The you know Superflex Titan Premium zero and six worst team ever, lowest amount of points. Uh, <laughs> my quarterbacks were Baker Mayfield, uh, Mitch Trubisky, and Marcus Mariota. <laughs> that's that's a brutal lineup, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm zero and six. Uh, but I'll, hey, forty year old Rich would never do that, though. I've never ever drafted a team in Dynasty in my sixteen years of playing. I'm in like nineteen leagues where. Out the gate, off my original draft, like my team was just straight hot garbage. Never. Like, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Re- rebuilding. So for me, 
I'm not even really that upset about it because I, I like my core. You know, I got DJ Sharks, Stephon Diggs, Chris, you know, Chris Godwin. Yeah. I do got Baker Mayfield. I got OJ Howard. You know, you're you're seeing why I'm on six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, I'm excited producers. to like to rebuild this from the ground up. I have no running backs, by the way. None. I didn't hear you mention any. No. Do, you, do you have picks though? I have two first round picks. There you go. I gave up my second round pick, which is probably gonna be two one for Sony Michelle. Some will say that's dumb, but I have to I have to have one kind of starter. We'll see how it goes. I'm still I'm still not all out on Sony. Uh, right now, if we look at Sony Michelle and we track him from a fantasy football perspective, let me bring him up here. Um, let's see what I actually traded for. Now that we're like, you know, I said Sony Michelle is gonna be a running back one. Now clearly it's part of my two fifty, right? Like clearly uh, that's not going to happen because he's currently running back 28 on the year with 61 points. Now, listen, I'm not a mathematician, but he's not even running back too. He's not even cl- He's about four spots out of there. Guys ahead of Sony Michelle, Chris Thompson, Royce Freeman. Uh, yeah. Royce Freeman, LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, Carlos right. Hyde, <laughs> Carlos glue factory himself, Jordan Howard. Oh, Sony to, to cut you a little bit of slack. He does not look like the same player he did last year. Like, not even close in watching those games. The explosiveness is gone. Yeah. The elusiveness is like, I'm waiting to hear that there is some sort of injury that we didn't know about that. He's battling through like, it does not look like the same player. Well, in the preseason, he had a scope. That's true. So, I mean, there was something going on, and it, it may be that he's not fully recovered or that this might just be the new Sony. Well, I, he's I been getting touches. It's not like he hasn't been getting touches. He's just doing nothing with them. Well, speaking of scopes, I mean, when you watch these games, I need a stethoscope to check out my heart because Bill Belichick's has given guys like Brandon Bolden the ball at the goal line, running Old Man Rivers Part 2. I, t- I told you guys. On the goal Brandon, line. I told How you. dare you, Bill, disrespect my fantasy teams and my, my podcast like that. Bill, Bill. I told you a Brandon Bolden day was coming. <laughs> and it's been two weeks in a row that he's been getting goal line carries. Oh and that's just ridiculous. Well, I guess who's coming back? Like Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead, yep. just a murk, murky up the waters a little bit more. Dude, I'm about to murk Bill Belichick. He keeps doing this in my fantasy team. That's not a threat. One thing Bill way. Belichick does <laughs> have is some crazy defense. Oh, that dude took over, and that defense is beastie. If you've got, the, if you've got them, you're doing <sighs> all right for yourself. That's They're winning your leagues. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk about running backs. Before we talk about running backs, let's talk about some dynasty quarterbacks. Because here we are entering week seven, right? So this is where, like, you see the most trades in dynasty fantasy football. And this is where you got to make them because you only got about, what, two more weeks to make trades? And a lot of people have, you know, it's yep. going to be, it's gonna be ha- a lot harder to make those trades where, hey, you're in the middle of the pack. Yeah, let me gamble with that 2021st. It's, this is going to be your best opportunity to get those 2021st, 2022nds. Yep. Hell, even get a couple 2023rds if you can because those will hold some value as well. I mean, Garrett's been dropping these these Debbie videos and Debbie content. Where are we at right now, Garrett? Week seven in there. Like, how many rounds? How many about how many players do you feel in this twenty twenty class as of today? Speculative, sure. That you feel like okay, I'm gonna get a quality player. Give me a number on the Man. spot. On the spot. On the spot. I, I feel really good about the top twenty ish. Twenty. Yeah. Ooh, I feel so, pretty good ooh. about the top twenty. Okay. Uh, because we have we have more quarterbacks than we expected to have at this point too. Uh, guys like Joe Burrow are playing really well, flying up the board. Um, you get you have 
uh, a few more tight ends than I thought we were going to have two. Still not nearly the class of, of 19, but a few that are interesting at there, least. There was a big tight end injury this past Breland. week. Yeah, Breland. Right. That's a bummer. Um, right. Yeah, he's going to be done for the season. So, so that one hurts a little bit. But there have been, of all of these running backs, none of them have, like, tanked this year. Like, all of them have kept their value or gotten better and that's the hard part we were talking beforehand about etn like he's done nothing wrong and if anything he's improved his stock a little bit because he's figured out how to catch but the other guys have just been that much better and improved their stock so much more that they've leaped him so jk dobbins dobbins has looked really good cam Akers has looked really good Najee harris has looked really good like yeah and the hubbard Chuba Hubbard is a freaking stud. That dude's unbelievably fast. That guy is super fast. Like, if him and I raced, I would lose. Yes. (laughs) Big (laughs) shocker there. Oh, what were you trying to say? Oh, because I'm 40, I can't put a couple uh, smokestacks behind me? (laughs) I can't pick them up and lay them down? Is that what you're trying to say? Huh? I mean, Tom Brady's over there running the ball at the goal line twice. You think he's 42? <laughs> he is. He's got a couple years on you. What, do you. what do you think? I'm not Tom Brady? He can still do that six-inch shuffle. You think I can't marry a supermodel <laughs> kiss my son on the lips at 12? Yes. I could do those things <laughs> in another life. Uh, so let's talk about some quarterbacks. So speaking of Tom Brady, uh, we'll, we'll, trust me, we have plenty of time to break down the 2020 class because oh, once will. the season's over, uh, we're going to talk about it for about six months. <laughs> and. I can't wait. We're going to get you all prepared for all that sexiness. But in the meantime, let's talk about a couple of quarterbacks here. A guy who just played on Monday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers. Quarterback, so far, QB 18 on the season, averaging about 16 points per game. And does this worry anybody? Like in a Superflex League age, Aaron Rodgers, where he stands? Because me, personally, if you watch that game, Aaron Rodgers, in my eyes, looked absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. His placement of the ball is just, it's a beautiful thing to see. And he even missed a touchdown to Jimmy Graham. That guy just like basically dropped it on the way out. He dropped it. Yeah. Talking about old. Yeah. Aaron Jones as well did that. Aaron Jones dropped it. He flubbed a pretty easy pass there as well. So, I I mean, I think the, as Aaron Rodgers and the whole offense kind of gets more comfortable with, with, um, with Fleur. the new with Fleur, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, the new offense there in Green Bay, I think it's going to mature. Right now, they're trying to establish the run, kind of like, hey, this is our this is our strength, quote unquote, where we're going to be a more run dominant team than we have been in the past. But I think as everyone grows, it becomes more comfortable. The passing yards will come. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too concerned either. He's shown it year after year after year that he is a an extremely talented quarterback, an elite guy, Hall of Famer. Uh, the only maybe slight concern is maybe the philosophy has changed slightly and they might not just air it out constantly like they did in the past. So, you know, that might cap the ceiling slightly, but overall I'm not really that concerned. And plus he's got, he being, you know, Devontae Adams isn't playing. He's banged right, up. I mean, right. MVS was banged up this game. Allison. Allison was banged up as well. So, I mean, they're going to, to guys like Alan Lazar and stuff like that. <laughs> um, Lazard. Yeah, he looked pretty good. I mean, and to be fair, this whole year has been crazy. Like, the whole fantasy dynasty world has been turned upside down. Like, when it comes to, like, statistical leaders, besides guys like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. You know, even guys like Pat Mahomes. I mean, Pat Mahomes right now is QB5 on the year. He's being beat out by Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and Matt Ryan. Uh, and then behind him, you guys got Dak, Best, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Philip Rivers, and Andy Dalton. You know, it's been a, it's been a weird year. And that, those are just the quarterbacks, and that's usually where you're stable at. Right. And that's been kind of a funny kind of season as we go along here. 
Um, so Aaron Rodgers, when he gets Devontae Adams back, as he gets more, you know, they, they could use another receiver, uh, possibly maybe a trade, even though those never work out midseason. But I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers in the slightest either. What about Jared Goff? Currently quarterback 20 in the season. Got, you know, averaged about 14.9 points. Last night, did not, or Monday night, did not help his cause. Because that turd Ferg, you know, if your kid's in the, uh, are in the car, I apologize. But what a shit stain that was as a, as a performance. All I needed was 10 points from Jared Goff to win, get, win one of my games. One, 10 points. How many points he got me? Like 1.4. That's pretty bad. He had an awful game. Um, I think, you know, obviously it has a little bit to do with the fact that the running game isn't the same as it used to be. The offensive line, they had a bunch of guys. I mean, basically yep. their whole interior has, has changed from a year ago. I mean, they just they, they were desperate enough that they, they traded for Austin Corbett, the failed second-round pick from the Browns. I mean, if, if a dude is not cracking the Browns' starting lineup, he's not a very good offensive lineman. But still, another guy went – I think it was their left guard went down this past week. Mm-hmm. So he – I mean, that, it was a necessity, basically, to, to make that kind of move um, tonight. So I, I – I think Goff is a little bit system dependent and he's very dependent on the guys around him. And, and right now everyone's kind of, everyone's sagged a little bit. I mean, him and Cooper cup, obviously have had a pretty special thing going. So, I mean, I would think that that's going to continue. Um, but this week they ran into a buzzsaw, man. The, the 49ers have a it's really real. real good defense. I mean, they're, they're, they're defensive linemen. They're all first rounders. They're stacked. I mean, it's just a bad matchup for a poor offensive line, basically two weeks in a row with with the Rams and the Browns. So, it's I, I think better thing better days are are surely to come here with this offense because you know Sean McVay's he's a very creative guy. He's going to come up with ways to yeah. scheme around this crappy offensive line. I, I'm not I'm not too worried about Jared Goff. I know people kind of are acting like, you know, the sky is falling, and I get it. The Rams were in the Super Bowl last year, and they've lost three straight games. I I get why people are are concerned, but everything's kind of broken the wrong way, and this is, this is somewhat who Jared Goff is. We always knew he wasn't an elite talent. We knew that he was an accurate passer when given time. He hasn't been given time. That's most quarterbacks in the NFL. 90% of them. There, you have a few outliers, uh, but for the most part, when faced with immense pressure, guys are not be, are not able to deliver the ball accurately. I think they can scheme some of that. Um, hopefully they can figure out some some sort of alignment with their, their offensive line. They can step it up a little bit. But I think at the end of the day, there's too many talented weapons in this offense for him to not be better than quarterback 20. I still expect him to finish the year much closer to like quarterback 12 range. All right, and you can say the same thing about a guy like Phillip Rivers, who's currently quarterback 20 over the last three weeks. He's averaging about 14.4 points. Um, and that, I mean, But he's getting you know a healthier Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. He's getting Hunter Henry back, which has helped the cause. Yeah, we're going to talk about him. Uh, but, again, that offensive line, we're talking about bad offense. I mean, Cleveland bad offensive line. Uh, Rams off bad offensive line. The the – the Bengals have the worst offensive line in the history Ever. of offensive lines. So it's it's here's another guy, Philip River. You know, Baker's suffering right now, not producing a high level. Philip Rivers suffering right now, not producing a high level. You think we look, look for like a big bounce back, like a guy maybe in a super flex league out there and going out on target because he hasn't produced over the last three weeks. He's been he's been down. A little bit older. Uh most likely like a team has Philip Rivers so probably not been producing and you know, they're not probably at the top of the charts in the playoff hunt. You think Philip Rivers is a good go by low in Superflex leagues to help you for the second half of the year? 
I'm I'm buying uh, absolutely because you're, you're not going to have to pay nearly as much because we're assuming that best case scenario he's got what three years left. I don't know, man. The kid's got he's got like twenty seven kids to feed. That's he true. Might to go. He's, got, he's got some mouths to feed. You so. might go the Brady route. Uh but but you know, the thing is he's already what, thirty seven, thirty eight. He's he's not a young pup in any way, shape, or form. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> in football terms. Okay. In football terms. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh kids. So <laughs> Just a kid out there. So I, I do expect better things uh for, for Phillip Rivers. I think they turn this around. The, the Chargers are notorious for this every single season. We see these drastic ups and downs with them. Uh, the sky is falling. Have the Chargers, you know, fallen out of the good graces. And then all of a sudden they storm back with six straight wins. And they like they, they tend to have these roller coaster seasons consistently. And, and don't forget the fact that they are kind of transitioning from an Austin Eckler type of thing. And they're trying to weave in, in Gordon. Gordon. And that can throw things off a bit when a, when a player with a slightly different skill set and they're trying to they're trying to kind of work him into shape kind of as the season's going so that can have a little bit of effect yeah on the offense thanks as well. melvin for coming in and screwing all this stuff up up here yeah i had austin eckler out here dominating my fantasy uh. leagues you come by throw a monkey wrench in that and what do you do what do you do besides coming in and holding out and like oh I'm a, I'm a good running back i deserve all this i'll just make the team worse not even nearly as good as running back as austin eckler is made both of both of them irrelevant this week yes he did <sighs> Unbelievable! They're cannibalizing each other right now. And I have them both, like in a league, yep. and I'm literally benching them both. Like I started Eckler over Gordon last week. I saw you do that. And yeah. this week, I was like, I'm gonna do the same thing. But I was like, instead, I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? Instead, I'm just gonna start carrying Johnson, and Philip Lindsay over both the guys. And the, let, let me let me get a feel for how they're gonna work this thing because right now it's not looking good in San, in L. A. Good luck with that carry on Johnson trying to figure that one out. That dude never gets the ball. We're, we're gonna, we'll talk we're about carry Johnson. Yeah, he's on the he's there. on the list. He's on the list. Uh, Let's talk about a couple of quarterbacks that have had an uptick yep. since then. Ever since Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen came out and said Kirk Cousins playing like a little bitch, uh, he's come out here and played <laughs> a little bit better because over the last two weeks, he's averaging 24.4 points. He's QB5 over those last two weeks. Comes out, looks good. I mean, apparently, I'm going to go. I need to get Baker Mayfield's phone number because I'm going to call him a little bitch too. Maybe I get some <laughs> things turned around here with Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry because Kirk Cousins all of a sudden looking all right. 24 points a game, that's that's not too shabby. I could take that, right? Yeah. I, definitely. I mean, here's, here's I think, a classic case of a team that established the run and just ran the crap out of the ball, ran the crap out of the ball, and now all of a sudden all these defenses are starting to respect that, and now things are starting to open up on the back end, which, wow, go figure, is like an actual good way <laughs> to play football and right. set yourself up for the long run. Well, and part of it was that, that last game where kind of everything hit the fan – they were playing the Bears. Kind of a similar thing that's going on with Jared Goff right now. Just got done playing the Niners. Uh, you know, it's it's tough when you got a good front seven, constantly people in your face. Like, and then he faced weaker defenses, bounced back, looked pretty good. It turns out they pay those defensive players also. They do, and so. they they enjoy doing well. Yeah, I just thought it's funny that you said it uh, opens up things on the back end, and you say stuff hits the fan. It's just <laughs> I just tied those two things together, and it's I kind of zoned out there for me. I was like, oh, that's kind of gross. Uh, yeah, so to me, Kirk Cousins. To me, Kirk Cousins is always going to be Kirk Cousins. Yeah, right. Just and he he's Jared Goff. He's a slightly better maybe Andy Dalton. You know, with the exactly. really good weapons playing in a dome. Like, you know, God bless you. You get your ups and downs. Right now, we're on a little up roller coaster. You think this is sustainable? The toughest part is, and, and I was thinking about this with Stafford because he's looked a lot better. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. The tricky part is that division is has some really good defenses in it, and you got to play six times a year against 
Detroit, Green Bay, you know, Chicago, or if you're, you know, if you're Matt Stafford, you get the Vikings instead of Detroit. That's the only downside is it's tough competition. Speaking of Stafford, he's looked good so he far this year. He's had a really nice bounce back here from that turd for last year. He looked like, you know, it's like you wouldn't take that turd flush around in the toilet. I mean, even like, you know, the most play, that first play of Monday Night Football, the flea flicker. Like, oh, it's a great play. That was such a beautiful pass mm-hmm. by Matt. Like, he's always been a good passer. I deep, mean, d- deep, deep ball passer. Deep ball passer. Yeah. That pass was literally per- like perfect. The most perfect pass. He had so many nice throws. I'm like, look at Stafford out there. And then the refs were like, oh, we'll take care of this, <laughs> oh, Mr. That's, Stafford. That's a whole. Yeah, yeah, you play for the Browns. You play for Detroit. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll make sure you guys never see a Super Bowl over our striped bodies. <laughs> um, for our dead striped bodies. What about Teddy Bridgewater? Lately, quarterback nine over the last two weeks, averaging 21 points. You know where I'm going this, Gary. You wrote this list. I did. <laughs> I, I, should I actually, like, oh, man. You look, Ted, you look at me like all excited. Like, oh, <laughs> Garrett, do you know how many uh, points he's averaging over the last two weeks? Uh, you know what? Why didn't you tell me? It's 21 points. Wow. What? Teddy B. Never would have guessed. You know, is it Teddy Bridgewater just finally getting, like, settled in, acclimated, in a really good, same thing, good offense, but... At the same time, we're not talking about Teddy Bridgewater in New Orleans having a lot of weapons. I mean, it's pretty much Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, right? I mean, is that, that anybody else want to throw any other guys out there? I mean, Ted Ginn. We talked about in the offseason. We were like, you know, Alvin Kamara pretty much is the wide receiver too. And they've really never sustained more than like two weapons really going at a time in the passing game. What a waste of life we spent on that too. We're like, let's look ahead. <laughs> Who will be the wide receiver two in New Orleans? Because this is important. No, oh, no, no, nobody. Not really. Really not. Like, oh, it's probably going to be Jared really. Cook. No, no. Not so much. No, Jared, more like Jared looking for you because I don't know where you're at, buddy. You're not even producing. I mean, what are you, tight end 95 on the year or something along those lines? I, I, hate, I hate it. I can't even find I hate it. it. Teddy Bridgewater. So is this, do you think after Breeze comes back, like say Breeze comes back in a couple weeks and then, you know, everything settles down here and Breeze looks great. You think in a super flex league, it's it'd be a good maneuver to go out there and get you some Teddy B because he probably definitely like come draft time, like not maybe necessarily like a couple weeks after he comes in. Like say that you're in a super flex league and the off season is going to come along. And I just want to say this now because I probably forget this because I'm 40 now and things memory is not quite as many, what it used stick to be like they used to. Right? So, um, like so, say like the season's over and we're entering like January, February draft draft talk is heating up. You think Teddy Bridgewater is like one of those casual, sneaky go buys and super flex leagues where you could probably get him for? I actually, you probably should just let it roll closer to the draft. Really, right. like really get closer to the draft. I'm like, oh, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you my 2023rd, but you give me Teddy Bridgewater in your fourth, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay, it I want to move up. It, it, that is one of those maneuvers you could probably pull off, but just because there's so much uncertainty as to when. You know what I mean? Like right. you could be sitting on this guy for another two years if he if he decides to stay in New Orleans for the long run. Like who the hell knows when when Breeze is gonna actually hang him. I up. think he's waiting for Brady to retire so Brady doesn't like beat his record. Like Break his passing record. Yeah, I think I think Breeze literally. And I I'm not even being saying that facetiously. I think I think Breeze wants to be the all time leading passer. And as long as Brady's still playing, he's like, all right, well, I can do this too. I'll take care of this. I mean, yeah. you can have all the touchdowns. I'll take all the yards. Kind of thing. So, I mean, Breeze, maybe. I mean, what does Brady got? Another year? I say that. We've again. been saying that for five years. <laughs> it's like Larry Fitzgerald. Like, oh, sell low on Fair, sell high Frank on Larry Gore. Fitzgerald. Maybe <laughs> the dy- 
Frank Gore's looking okay. Mark Ingram's out there at running back five on a year. Larry Fitzgerald's out there balling. Tom Brady's just undefeated. Yeah, you know, which is. I feel good being for it. He's yeah, probably right. got another three years. I got a lot of football. Can I, left can I say that? He's probably got another three years. Breeze Brady? or Brady? Yeah, Brady. Probably. So you got another three years in Breeze? So maybe you don't go out my Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Well, I, the the reason that I, I'm excited about this is this makes me feel so much better about Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara because that was one of the questions that we had with the transition and who's the quarterback. Does that diminish their value? And it, it really hasn't. I mean, Kamara's had some some bumps here and there, but he's he the opportunities have still been there. It'll be just fine. He's going to go through some of those streaky periods. But Michael Thomas has literally been just as good. No worries. Same targets. Nope. Same tu- Leads the league in what? Targets? Yards? Yeah. Guy wins up there, too, so I don't, I don't know. But I, he, I think he's, he's second in targets. Okay. But, <laughs> oh, oh, darn, second. Uh, right. Uh, and then, uh, I'll take it. Last quarterback on the list here, Kyler Murray. I mentioned him earlier when I was going down the list here. Quarterback seven on the year, 21.7 points per game. Uh, pretty solid for somebody who doesn't ha- really necessarily have an established receiving core besides Larry Fitz. But as we mentioned before, like, oh, what is Michael Thomas effect? What happens when Larry Fitz does leave? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously um, – they're going to have to hope that one of these young guys, you know, Hakeem, Hakeem Butler, who's on IR. Oh, yeah. That's or, what I'm buying that. I'm telling some, you, I'm still, I'm still all in on Hakeem Absolutely. Butler. Go back and watch the tape. It, it gets you excited again. Yeah, that's that's my number one. Like, when we do our off-season show, like, okay, the season's over. Let's talk about a couple guys that were irrelevant and go out there and buy. Hakeem Butler's on the list. Go ahead, Matt. I was interrupting. They just had to hope that one of those guys steps up in, in the next year or so and kind of starts producing. I mean, that's... That's I mean that's got to be their plan. They they drafted like six of them this year. So I mean and none between, of them have really done. Oh, you remember Andy Isabella, Andy second and, round pick? Everybody's like, oh, we got to move this guy up. Wait, got when Keyshawn Johnson was going to be a thing for a minute there. Who? Exactly. Exactly. But I mean this this isn't a hot topic because everybody like no in Superflex nobody's selling Kyler Murray. No, no. You would love to buy him. Um, and he's doing it on the ground just like we thought. I mean, he's got he's got 238 yards rushing and and two scores. So, you know, he's he's getting those extra points that we kind of anticipated. And if they're able to improve that line a little bit too in the offseason, which is 90% of the needs in the NFL right now, but Right. All right, let's get to the meat of this show now. Let's, let's do talk it. about some running backs, shall we? Hey. Now, you want to talk about Karrion Johnson earlier. Karrion Johnson currently running back 23 on the season, average only 13.2 points per game. Now, carry on it, to me. Carry on to me is it's it's kind of unfair because it's the NFL t- defenses are still stacking the box against Carry on Johnson. Like he's just seeing the most defenders in the box. I'm pretty sure, like in the whole whole league, he's just not getting a lot of holes, not getting a lot of opportunities involved in the passing game. But even still, some of those, like we mentioned, Matt Stafford's deep ball and how fantastic it is. He still struggles somewhat with those. Short intermediate routes, looking at that Brandon Whedon effect out here. I mean, he's only had 13 targets the whole year. That's something that they need to improve. The Detroit Lions need to improve on. They need to. I mean, he's a guy that catches the ball pretty naturally and is and is pretty decent. And he's a tough guy to take it down when he's in space. So, I think they need to improve that. I mean, he's getting about two catches a game. I mean, if they could get that up to three or four catches a game, right? Then I think your offense starts clicking a little bit more. And, and I mean, 13 attempts in a game where it was tight on Monday night, that's just not enough for him. Yeah, and part of it was I think the the game script got weird because you, you would have assumed he was going to be able to run out the clock there in the end and then all of the craziness with the penalties and all of that junk right. happened. And uh, so that, that made it 
that made it kind of for a weird game where you thought he was going to be able to run out the clock and get, you know, six, eight more attempts there at the end of the game. And I was going to say, what is that, what that. that going to be another five? I mean, like legitimately like another five attempts. That still only gets you to 18. That's like at the bottom end of what I'd like to see from a guy like this. You sure. throwing out a 2020 first, see if you can get some, uh, get some snappers on that? I'd do it all little, day if little, I could. Little I, nibbles on the biddles? I, I mean, I definitely think he's got the skill, yeah. So, I mean, maybe they're just waiting for him to develop. Maybe there's something he's not doing throughout the week. Like, that, where where do you draw the line now? Like, where if you're like... Unless it's top three. Top three? I would do it. That's the line. So, anything after that, you feel good about it mm-hmm. for the push? I was going to say, he's got a little bit better jump. Uh, Garrett's got a little bit better jump on exactly. But I, I wouldn't feel great if it was top five. I mean... Are we, are we still looking at it, Swift, Judy... Jonathan Taylor, ETN, CD Lamb. Those are kind of the consensus. Four. Top five. Five? Yep. Is that five? That was five. Two, oh. Three running backs, two receivers are kind of, those are those are the guys right now. Right now. Today. A lot can change. No J.K. Dobbin? Dobbins. No, most people still have him between five and seven. No Chuba Hubbard? Chuba's sneaking up there. Chuba's Fast. sneaking up there. He's he in, looks super fa- He's starting to. He's right around that four or five for a lot of people. Is he over a thousand yards already? He's already over a thousand yards. It is the Big Twelve defense for what I it's don't worth. Care. Uh, I don't care. He's he's incredible though. He's in one one cut and go man. So we're still buying carry on even at running back twenty three. Yep, Matt, you're still buying carry on twenty three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm buying carry. Rich, I put this day. next one on here for you. Oh, well, look at here is the next guy, Derrick Henry. Huh. Uh, currently running back thirty nine. What happened? Uh, uh, the last three weeks, uh, averaging uh, ten points per game. Now, you know, surprise, surprise, the guy that you know starts the season off real hot with the big game. And it was like, oh, in your face, Rich Dotson. I'm like, dude, just wait, just wait it out. Not a big deal. I'm not, I'm here all day. You know, I'm here all year. Actually, I'm still doing this podcast every week. And Derek Henry kind of falling off the map here. You know what I mean? It's like Derek Henry's not doing very good. Joe Mixon now. Granted, there's guys that said it was going to do good, so I'm not trying to take any victory yeah. laps here because I've been just as wrong. <laughs> to be fair, everybody's been wrong because it's been a weird year. But I mean, Derrick Henry, right back where he, where I thought it'd be, just an average running back who does not score. And people are like, oh well, you know, the quarterback's not playing well. I'm like, okay, well, that was part of part of the equation. Yeah, it's just a touchdown dependent running back who needs to score touchdowns to get fantasy points. It's not relevant in the passing game. Only gets, most on most times get you under hundred yards per game. Everybody keeps again here. Okay, how many times do I have to come on this podcast and say it? So I'm kind of like burnt out on it after like three, two and a half years, just saying Derrick Henry's just a jag. Like he's not that great of a fantasy running back. So we're six weeks in, right, right. of the season. So we're Pretty much next week is week seven. We're halfway through the season, right? And here's where he is. And up in, you still kind of count this guy. Same thing as last year. You're going to put him in your playoff roster and feel good about him winning a championship? No. Nope. And that window closed after week one. You get a, I said after week one, use this opportunity, sell super high in Derrick Henry because this is the kind of games he's going to get you and he's going to slow down. And if you didn't, well, you missed out. Well, I'm sure there's still some dumb people out there, so uh, oh, yeah. you might be able to take advantage of the stupidity. There's, there's going to be less dumb people after he averaged 1.87 yards per carry last week. So, oh, that's pretty, is that good? That, the, it is not. The oh. dumb people will start catching on. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to say, like, what would you – like, I'm not the right person to ask to say, okay, what are you doing Derrick Henry? Because I've been saying – anytime anybody says anything about Derrick so, Henry, you should have sold him – Every, anytime he has a good game, you sell. Like every time he comes out in here, it says, "Oh, he's had a good game, sell," because people are all about him. He's a young running back. Do you think you could still sell Derrick Henry? Do you think you could flip like Derrick Henry today uh, 
who's doing bad for a guy like Carrion Johnson. Well, I I mean, I don't know about Carrion Johnson. Maybe, but, but what if you have to give? You might have to sweeten the pot. But, okay, what would you do? Would so, you sweeten the pot? Would, would I you put sweet- a little sugar in that water? Yeah. For would you give him a Coca Cola Classic? Absolutely. That's all sugar water. Yes, it is. So I mean, Derrick Henry. I mean, you said he was running back thirty nine over the last three weeks, but he's he's still running back fifteen in PPRs overall. So it's yes. not it, it's not like the sky is completely falling. I think you can still sell the guy. I mean, you're right because he's ahead of Le'Veon Bell, Josh Jacobs, Todd Gurley. Yeah, those Marlon first couple Mack. weeks are really booing that. Absolutely, that, that total. That's trickery. It's what you see. It's it's, it's the reason why. Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, just jumped to. Uh, Will Fuller jumped like wide receiver yeah. 13 because he had a 50-point game. And it's like, oh, look, he's wide receiver 13 in the year. It's like, dude, he had one good game. Yep. One. Go on, Matt. I don't even remember the point I was going to make. That happens a lot. I know. I always <laughs> get cut off on this podcast. <laughs> You're saying he still holds value because yeah, he's still he's running still, back 15 in the year. He still holds value. So you can, you can still trade him. Yeah, if I could flip Derrick Henry for, I mean, anybody like of relevance. Like you if might I, be able to get him for a low end first. Oh, I would take or that get all day. Or get a low end first for him. And there's a lot of teams that need running backs right now. So yep. you're offering running back 50. You come, yeah, you approach it that way. Like, hey, I'm giving you. Because maybe not everybody's like. Chance to win the ship this year. Hey, I'm giving you running back 15 on the year. He's a high end running back, too. Uh, number one running back on the offense. Quarterback sucks because they don't even know who their quarterback is right now. So they're going to run the ball even more. Like, I'm going to help you win. Give me your first and third for Derrick Henry. Love that. And be like, first and third for Derrick. Uh, all right, you drive a hard bargain. You won the Heisman. And, and just to let you know, they do know who's going to be the starter, and it is Ryan Tannehill. They just announced it. Just Danny. now? Yep. And, and during the podcast? Yeah. Oh. Ian Rappaport reports Ryan Tannehill oh. will start week seven. Anytime you, you when you come out on Monday and say, well, we have to observe the tape to see who the quarterback is, it's always the backup quarterback. Right. Always. Yep. Like, ask Hugh Jackson. Just ask. The, 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 what did you just the, say? Just what? ask Hugh Jackson. I there we go. That's an apt turd, anything. You'd be, you ask him to pick a, anything. He'll be, he'll be wrong. So, I mean, it's, but I'll tell you, he's the greatest. I'm like, oh, like, uh, who's the four presidents on Mount Rushmore? He'd be like, oh, George Bush Sr., Benjamin George Franklin, Bush Jr., uh, Benjamin Franklin, and Aretha Franklin. And he'd be like, eh, and those, are, those were all my ideas. <laughs> to put them up there. So, no, it's a for me. a bit of a different cat. So, for me, for Derrick Henry, if I can get, if I could flip him for the first, it'd be great. If I can make a lateral move, or maybe somebody's down on Gurley, I'd be okay with that. Sure. If I, you know, who's behind him, if I can get a guy like Karrion Johnson who's down behind him, I would make a move like that. I would love to get the first, period. Um, would you be okay even going, like, like high upside at this point? Like, say somebody doesn't want to give you their 2021st for Derrick Henry. Could you? Would you be comfortable approaching the David Montgomery and Miles Sanders owners? Yep. I, I would feel great getting those guys. I, I was going to say something about, like, a guy. What about a guy like a like a James White, who's very dependent on mm. on catching passes. So, like the very opposite. I would okay, okay. To be fair, I'd rather have James White, but you could I, do better for Derrick Henry. I feel like you could do better, right? Yeah. Like for no, I, and I was just wondering, like where you stood with those two players. I mean, James White. I know he missed a guy. He's running back two still at twenty four. But like those PPR guys, like I probably you know if I want a guy like that, I'd go out and get like Naheem Hines in a first, you know, or like Naheem Hines in something or. Just a pass catching back that is maybe younger no, I, uh, and, and still in a good situation. But I'd rather just have a draft pick at that point than Derrick Henry. I feel like you could get a draft pick and and James White. That's and that and that's I mean that that's kind of a deal that wouldn't be too to, bad because to you're filling for Derrick Henry because you're getting like the exact same similar production like 13, 11, 12, 13 points, and then you can get something back. I don't know, but what's the point? What's the point of going through and shine up a turd 
if you can't get anything out of it. Like you spend all the time, like you know, making sure that cur- that kernel of corn, you know, is like you see your reflection in it. You you, fa- you, you wasted all like a dollar ninety nine on this bottle of Febreze, like, and you're just gonna take James White in a second. I mean, I know you're getting production back, but like, I'm using this turd to like get premium value back, right? Like it's like this is like one you're going from one ply toilet paper to like the moist towelettes is what you're doing. That's, wow. what, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Wow. That's what I'm trying to do. Right. Yeah. You know, full blown those comfort. Are, those things really clean. Clean. Yeah. Yeah. You could dig deep if you need to. Yeah. You know, without like. Get the dingle bears. Yeah. Breaking through the wall like you're the Kool-Aid man. Like, oh no. <laughs> uh, so for me, I'm using Derrick Henry to go out there and get the first. And yeah. I think you could do it. Enough said. But yep. I think I'm with Garrett. You might be able to get a little bit more. Right? right, unless unless they're like it depends on the owner, but unless they're like a rich Dotson fan, they go by my gospel. Like you can do it. Oh, I was gonna say if they, if if they're if they're according to Rich Dotson, they're not even entertaining the offer. Oh no, they wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't give you a second for that they're, turn. They're not even. They're not even countering. Now, to be fair, you just insulted them. To yes, be, just by offering him. To be fair, I'll give him to you for free. If somebody's no, like, I'll give you Derrick Henry for your twenty twenty second, I would do it. <gasps> Only to flip them because I feel like oh, okay. I get like for you know what I mean for, yeah. but I don't. I would rather have the second than Derrick Henry. That's a true story. I'd rather have a twenty twenty second. That's than Derrick close Henry. for me. It is, but but I, but I get it. But I want to go like I feel like this class is deep enough. I could find that diamond yeah. in the rough. I can get that Terry McLaurin. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I can get that Mark Andrews. I could find somebody, somewhere, somehow that I don't have to get out the Febreze and the baby wipes. You know what I mean? Other running backs. You don't know what I mean. That's fine. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, running back 20 over the last three weeks, averaging only 14.1 points on the year. Currently running back number seven. I remember at one point I made a comment like before the season, like, you know, Kamara could be running back one overall. And right now he's running back seven. Coming back, to, I know he's been banged up a little bit. No mm-hmm. breeze hurts the cause there being number one. But, I mean, even this running back whole situation has kind of shifted, right? Like it's, it's Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. Almost by themselves. And yeah. at their heels, now you're talking like Zeke Elliott, but now Nick Chubb's entered that tier. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Like Nick Chubb is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, but right. like and Nick Chubb to me is equal to Zeke. I know it's as crazy crazy as it might sound. Nick Chubb's equal to me. Yeah. Is, is Zeke Elliott. Like they're equals in my eyes. Um Dalvin Cook's equals in my eyes. And to me, if you check check out the Dynasty Nerd Rankings, I actually moved Christian McCaffrey up to number two. Look at you. In PPR leagues. There you go. My, my top two players in, in a PPR Dynasty Rankings right now, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. I finally convinced you to start moving some of those running backs up. Followed up DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Uh, I just He's just too good. So um, He's just too good. I can't. I can't. He's a receiver and a running back at once. Like He, he definitely is. I mean, I think a little bit of Kam- Kamara's issue – um, is, did you guys see the video of him getting rolled up? That and that was the reason he was on here for me. Because I mean, it's it, they're quarterback calling, twenty over three weeks really isn't that big of a deal. They're calling it a high angle type issue, yeah. so that's very it's very wishy washy. I don't like the sounds of it, but I mean, we'll see how the practice reports go this week. But it's definitely going to limit him. I, I'm using all of this the the fact that he was quarterback t- or running back twenty over the past couple weeks. Uh, the ankle sprain, the quote-unquote no Drew Brees, all this stuff, to absolutely go try to buy Alvin Kamara because I still absolutely believe he's a top-four running back. Do you think anyone's going to fall for that nonsense? No. I I actually think some people might. That is insane to me. I, I actually I think some, some really dumbass trades That's Twitter. the thing. People people post these things, and they'll say, what side do you take? And, and sometimes they're really good, really compelling trades, and other times I'm like, 
why did you waste your time even asking me? Like, <laughs> it just goes to show there's a lot of dynasty leagues out there that just need like simple advice. Like, there's you know there is a lot of dynasty podcasts that are out there that are like really intricate in like metrics and data and analytics. It's like, but you know, it's at the same time you just need sometimes you just need to be like that basic information. Like, hey, don't trade away Alvin Kamara, <laughs> <laughs> even though he's got a sprained ankle and yeah. his starting quarterback's not there. I mean, to be fair, like even some of my leagues have seen some dumbass trades. You know, like. Todd Gurley for Odell Beckham after the news broke that Todd Gurley's knee was bad. It's like, what what do you watch ESPN? Clearly that person didn't. Do you have common sense? Clearly that person doesn't. Use one ply for sure. <laughs> Dirty little birdie over there with a the stinky finger. Hey. <laughs> oh, oh no. Um yeah, but if you can, if there's any buying window, I don't I, I think I think if twenty nineteen season's shown us anything so far, it's open it's been like it's like a Thanksgiving sale where like there's a lot of good deals go around. Yes. Potentially. It's opened a lot of good buying windows on guys like potentially Alvin Kamara. Uh maybe Odell. even Zeke Elliott, Odell Beckham, Juju Smith Schuster, Devontae Adams, DeAndre. guys that we were just talking about like nine months ago that were literally untouchable. I mean, a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, they even just got rid of, you know, Jalen Ramsey, which was his biggest hurdle having to fight face him twice a year. He's out of the division. Now, yeah, that's great news. Which for is him. which is good news. Um from a weekend, a week buy-in window, right? Like sure. And, and the, the way yeah, look at it is like any the guys are still expensive, but any price drop is a bargain. You know, like it's my wife. Like oh, I saved us money. Just you know like what I mean? your wife on yeah. that second mat. The mat on the mat. Thanks, babe. Like we saw it? we saw that walking out the other night. We really we really enjoyed it. Oh, the mat on the mat. Yeah, the mat under the mat. Yeah. We we took a second to pause and like really just appreciate it. I'm glad you guys did that. Yeah. It looks good, right? It looks it looks like a mat on a mat. Yeah, it looks like a mat on a mat, right? Yeah. Great. It looked kind of out of place. <laughs> like there was one too many mats. Yeah, like almost like hey, you might as well just have like thirty dollars sticking out from that mat. I'm like, oh look, that's kind of a waste of how to put your money. But hey, it looks good when just you just have step some on bills it. just hanging out from the mat. <laughs> hey, don't don't wipe your feet on that mat. That's a decorative mat, you sons of bitches. Um, yeah, but use this window to buy guys. Like it's, and just throw the offers out there because you never know. And then definitely if they're on teams that are competing, like now is the time because people are on buys, getting hurt, being, you know, they're sitting down. And, and the teams legitimately feel like they're title contenders. So this is what you want to do. You got to be aggressive here. That's why you can get there 2021st because, one, some of the teams, I like to like first out, get the offers to, I don't necessarily look at the teams that are at the top, right? First, second, third. I like to look at the teams that are like, okay, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, right? Look at their rosters. Analyze them. What are their weaknesses? Do I have anything on my roster that could help fill that weakness? Mm -hmm. Because those teams as well have just, they're, they're almost as well, if you can get there first, they're just an injury away from completely missing the playoffs. Right. Like those are the, the top guys, you know, of course, they're, they're going to be way quicker to give you the first because... They know it's probably going to be much late first. It's almost that, guaranteed. Yeah. You know, you're five and one. You're, you're leading the league in points. Like you're going to make the playoffs, right? It's it's almost guaranteed you're going to make the playoffs. Right. But if you can start like try and give some hope to those middle of the road teams right around there, not all those teams are going to make the playoffs, and that's where you can kind of get a good boost. One injury, uh, you know, you trade away Will Disley. All of a sudden, Will Disley goes down. He's out for the year of the torn Achilles, uh, never to be seen from again. Most likely, but it was a good run while we yeah, had him. He came back from the Bertella. That's the hardest one to come back from. That is true. And Emmanuel Sanders came back from the uh, Achilles. He did. And Damaris Thomas so pretended he came back from the Achilles. saying there's a chance. So I am saying there's a and chance. And he is young. The hairline might tell you that's, but he is young. He's only like 24 or something, right? I know. The hairline's like pff, worse than mine. I'm 40. It's better so, than Hunter Renfro's. 
Yeah, Hunter Renfro looks pretty bad too. So, you know, what was I even talking about? I'm thinking of hairlines now. <laughs> oh, the teams the in the middle. windows. Yeah, so these buying windows are like those are the teams you want to like give them confidence because those teams are stuck in the middle and they don't know what to do here and they're like, oh, if I just if I just had a running back right now, like, oh, look at look at look, I got here, got Derrick Henry, <laughs> running back 15 in a year. Yeah, don't mind that Colonel. Don't worry, you wipe that right <laughs> off with this wipe right here. Don't worry, that's your reflection. You see, hey. that's not that's not a Colonel. That's gold. <laughs> There's gold up in there. There's them turds, son. <laughs> Go out there and mine it. Uh, and also, they get Derrick Henry thing. They got this, like, fantastic running back. And now, all of a sudden, for the rest of the year, besides one game, they're like, oh, dude, I only got eight points a game from him. Boom, I- surprise, it's the Pupacabra. It's the Pupacabra. Pupacabra. Strikes again, the little stinky bastard. And then here you are. You finish the season in ninth place. And now here you are. You got the third pick in the 2020 draft class. And you're getting yourself a little Jonathan Taylor, maybe a little Woo. ETN. You're Woo. a super flex league. You're getting, Woo. like... You're getting uh, well, who do you want in a super flex? Like, it's to be weird this class because in super flex, like maybe a quarterback doesn't go first. Joe Burrow, Tua. It's it's so interesting. Herbert. Listen, I mean, I'm in a super flex league. That I'm at the first pick. I need a running back. Bad. I'm mm. taking DeAndre Swift unless I can trade out. I was gonna say you might be out. able to trade down though. We'll I'll see. I'll try to, but I still want DeAndre Swift. Even I in a, and this is somebody who has Mitch Trubisky and Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota. We'll see. It's a long way to go. But so you're saying you need some help. So like instead of like when you want to make those moves to help teams out, like it's not to like, oh, don't help the first place team. Screw those guys. Right? Look for those teams that are like trying, like, you know, they're close. Like maybe they're in Peaks six or two away. Maybe they're in sixth place, but they have like the third most points, right? Like you know those because those are the guys you want to get you're like they're always pissed off. They're like, dude, I have the third most points in the league, man. What's going on here? I'm in seventh place. This is, shit doesn't make sense. Every time I play somebody, they have uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, uh what Will, Will Fuller, Fuller, Pat Mahomes, Everett the other the other weekend. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like those guys are really frustrating. Like, I actually I just started need... Gerald Everett in the league when he went off. I was so when happy. he went off, you yeah. had him in the lineup. I wow. was super desperate, and yeah. it was a tight end premium league. And I was like, "Well, swinging for the fences." I was super desperate to start Hunter Henry in tight end Oof, premium league. That worked out. <sighs> And it was, and I had to make the call early. You know what I mean? I was like, that was, was like, tough, man. Because I had, I had that. I'm like, is he gonna play? And I, I ended up playing somebody else. Unfortunately, I didn't make the call. One league, I didn't make the move. Yeah. The other one, I was kind of like up again. I was like, dude, I'm going for. And it. I would have, I would have won. I line up losing. I would have, uh, I would have won the game if I started him. I was like, son of a. Yeah, see, I don't get mad about stuff like that because it's, yeah, it's out of your control. Like that was injury related. Right. If he, if I knew at at one o'clock that he was playing, I, I would have put him in. Right. And, and got a healthy amount of the snaps. Right. That's the thing. You never know how much they're really going to put them out there. Right. I know. You, you get some snap, you get some crackle, or you get some pop. And, yeah, some's good, some's bad, some's, well, some's real bad because it's a pop. Yeah. yeah. And it's no bueno. You like Rice Krispie Treats? I do. You like Rice Krispie Treats? Who doesn't? They're okay. What? You yeah. don't like them? Like I, if you, if there was I didn't a plate. I disliked them. I said they're just okay. If there was a plate of them here, I would eat them until they were gone. That's how much I like. Would it. you at least grab one if there was a plate here of rice Krispie? Wait, yeah, wait. rice crispy treats. Would you, rich? Well, Matt's eating all of them, oh, but if you left about, one, I was talking about the cereal itself, not no, rice treats. That's, no. that's just rice. That yeah. No, I'm talking uh, about the cereal. Well, you said no, treats. Ser- you said treats. Oh, did I? Yeah. Rice Krispies is the cereal. Rice oh. Krispie treats. Oh, you know what? I'm not really a big fan of rice crispy treats. I love Rice Krispie Treats. I do it's not. It's the marshmallow that makes them good. I know. Yeah. But I don't, I don't it's, really the mar- it's the butter. The, well, that, that, <laughs> Sir, that yeah. makes them that's, good. That's a good point. <laughs> I, I, notice I don't really like s'mores. 
S'mores. S'mores. There's s'mores. S'mores. No H. S'mores. Snoggin frogs? <laughs> There's no H. It's s'mores. It's okay. S apostrophe. S'more. Sorry, I can't pronounce right. All right. <laughs> what else is this? S'mores. Most because a lot of the, the chocolate it has a big thing to do with it. And it's not a big well, guy, but, do you yeah. like peanut butter? I do like peanut butter. Put a Reese's cup in instead. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa, 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 Garrett. Yep. I'm 40, and you're changing my life over here. <laughs> a Reese's cup <laughs> instead a of the Hershey bar. Marshmallow. Put in a Reese's cup. Change the game. Uh. The chocolate always threw me off with a s'more. I'm like, ah, I'm just not, you gotta put a big piece of Hershey on there. Like, I don't want that piece of Hershey nope. on there. It's kind of gross. Nope, that's the weak play. You gotta go with the. You gotta go with the Reese. My friends made fun of me. I'm like, oh, I don't like chocolate, and I'm like, oh, I like Reese's. They're like, oh, you don't like chocolate? I'm like, dude, Reese's is like 98 percent peanut butter, dude. With like a flash. It's, it's like, a good combination of the two. Yeah, it's like walking around saying like a gold-plated ring that's 85, 90% copper and like, oh, that's a gold ring. No, no, it's peanut butter. And who doesn't like peanut butter? Listen, this one time me and my dog were hanging oh, out. Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> what? And I put peanut butter on top of his mouth and he was like, he was like just, it was great. It was entertaining for hours. Because that's where that's, I thought that was yep. going. Uh-huh. What is wrong with you? I don't know, man. Man's best friend? I've seen you with your dog. What? What? Put peanut butter on top of his mouth? I've seen you lick your fingers after your dog ate. I mean, ugh. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. When did I do that? Just the other day. Moving All right. along. All right. <laughs> Aaron Jones, running back six on the season. I don't think you knew you were doing it. <laughs> I you wouldn't were, even care. You were feeding the dog, and then you were going to get more food, and then you were licking Dude, your fingers. I was true like, sto- oh, True story, like when we're eating dinner, like I'll take the fork, and I'll give it to the dog, and I still, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> and you still use the fork, don't you? Yeah, I don't got dog aids or anything, so I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, so... Aaron Jones running back six on the season. Uh, Put that on a hot game. That guy doesn't have dog aids or anything. <laughs> Big boost from that four touchdown game, Aaron Jones. Uh, it's weird because like they all, it finds like they always want. There's like Aaron Jones always does something to get away from himself, right? Fumbles, dropping an easy touchdown pass, and then up oh, here's Jamal Williams, and like and those flashes, Jamal Williams looks good, and they're like, okay, this week we're gonna have Jamal Williams like look at that guy, and then he looks terrible. They go back to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones looks really good again. And then, like, he does something stupid. And it's like the same formula over and over again. But here we are, Aaron Jones running back six on a year, and we're halfway through. Uh, Is this a a really good sell, Aaron Jones? Now, now, it's not a good week because right after this week. Right, obviously, with the the down week, it's a a little bit hard. But I think as, as soon as he has another week, I mean... It, it, listen, he's only had like two bad weeks, right? I mean, obviously his rushing totals haven't been great week in and week out, but he's supplanted it with either touchdowns or or catching the ball pretty well. So he's been fairly consistent other than week one and week six. So, I mean, I don't feel a need as a person that owns him to ship him off, but if you're desperate and, and you have a surplus there, he's not a bad guy to get rid of because I think he still holds a lot of value. And like you said, he's running back six on the year right now. And even if you take away those four run touchdowns, he's he's about 98 points, which is going to still be above uh, a guy like James Conner, like running back 12 on a year in between James Conner and Philip Lindsay. Even taking away those four touchdowns and splitting carries with a guy like Jamal Williams. Would you would you take a 20? Would you take... Now, this, to me, this is a little harder. Like, would you just take a 2021st for Aaron Jones? I feel like I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. I mean, I would be hoping to get a guy in a pretty good offense that it has a similar skill set. So it's 
And it's such an unknown, a guy coming from college, coming to the NFL to see if he's going to transition, see if he's going to run a block. I mean, there's so many unknowns taking a guy from college and placing him in the NFL. This is at least a guy that we've seen for, you know, two and a half years. It's also safe. Like, it's weird to say that because, like, you know, I don't trust. I'm worried. It's not that I don't like Jones, but I am worried. Like, this, they fall in the definition of, like, I'm worried if they get a guy in the 2020 class. You know what I mean? Like, if LeFleur gets his guy. Like it's because the part that he does go back and forth. With these Jamal are two. Williams. These are two inherited backs, and he yeah. hasn't settled on one. And he goes back it, and yeah. forth, and he's like, "I just want my guy. Like I want to run. Right. You know, even in like Tennessee, like he wants to run the football. You know, the two we talked about before, the two tight, two tight end sets, the receiving core. You know, maybe maybe he feels like he can open up his offense a little bit more if he had that. Where Aaron Jones is six in fantasy football. But, like, in the NFL scheme, he's not the sixth best running back. So, like, if LaFleur's like, oh, if we draft this guy, right, if we draft DeAndre Swift, we're going to win a Super Bowl. Everything's going to click. I actually have seen Swift mocked to the the Packers a couple times. So, there are people that have. It'd be a great fit. It would be a really good fit. But then he'd be a fit on everybody's team. Yeah, he's just just a stud. I've never, we've talked about it on here before, I've never really been a big Jones guy. Uh, It's not that I don't think he's a talented player. Uh, It's just between the injuries and them never committing to him. And and like you mentioned, just kind of some of like the the weird nuances of what's happened in his game. He's just been a guy that's always been really hard to trust. I I crunched some of the numbers. Um, If you were to just stay on pace in that four touchdown game with what he had been averaging all of the other games, He'd be he'd be averaging per game he'd be averaging around fourteen points a game which would put him at RB twenty. Um, so without that one game, he would be pretty pedestrian, a low end RB two. So uh, I'm not. I, I just think the the name and the excitement is more than he's ever actually produced. So you then you, it sounds like you are a seller at this point. I would he, sell. He has another game, you know, another big game. You, yeah, on, go ahead out and sell. Yeah, I I I'm okay. See, I wouldn't take a first for him unless it's a high first. And I feel like somebody with a higher first isn't giving me a higher first for Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones almost works out where it's like a player. Unless you're willing to give me a first and a second for mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, I'd be okay with that because I don't care where the first falls is in line. Because there is some nervousness about where he ends up, you know, long term. And definitely with the hashtag two to three year window lifespan of these running backs. I mean, Aaron Jones... Seems like he fits in that mold, hundred percent. That two to three year window, where here we are in year two of Aaron Jones, right? So to I think me, it's year three. This is his third year, but of like fantasy relevance. Oh, sure, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so to me, it's like this is like a perfect time to get out from Aaron Jones. So maybe, maybe like and that's what I'm saying. It's kind of counter of me to say I wouldn't take it. I guess I guess if I'm a, a team that's out of the playoffs, I would just take a first period. I do. I guess I would. You know what I mean. It just gamble on the first, and I'm rebuilding anyways. Um, and then if I'm, I mean, I think that's fair. I, I think if you're, if think if you're out of it, that's fa- that's a fair deal to take. But if you're, if you're a guy that's, still, if you're in it, I get why you would hold. Right, right. Oh, if you're in it, you gotta. Hold. Yeah, you always gotta go for the ship. It doesn't matter. For sure. I I get deals all the time that come my way that look fair, and I just can't do it because it hurts my team, and I'm trying yep. to win. Yep. And it's 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 hard. It's a hard balance in dynasty of doing it where you're making moves without hurting your chance. To win, to win you know what I mean? Like yep. sometimes these deals come along, and you're like, "crap, I got it." Like I gotta make this deal. Like, and some of these deals, are like, okay, this this is gonna hurt my team. Like that's a great deal, but it's gonna hurt my team. Exactly. And, you know, like, but this helps me up for like the long term. Like I I will still say no right. because I have a chance to win. It does. I don't care what you're throwing at me. Like I'm trying to win. It's yeah. 
again, winning comes with limited windows. I mean, if you went into this year with a team that you thought was going to be awesome, if you had Baker Mayfield, at quarterback, matched up with Odell Beckham, Stephon Diggs, and, um, you know, Mike Evans. Well, Mike Evans is like wide receiver in a year. But same kind of thing, though, where he had like one, one really big game and another okay game. Yeah, and then you had like, say you had Kerryon Johnson and... Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon Bell or Joe Mixon. Yeah. Even better. Like Joe yeah. Mixon. Like I have Kerryon Johnson, Joe Mixon, and O.J. Howard at tight end. You're like, Psh. Now am I young set up for long term? Like I'm a dominate this year. You're in last place. Yep. You're in last place in your league. With... On paper, a really good team, a dynasty team, or a redraft league, it looks fantastic, right? So again, it does, nothing's for sure in fantasy football. Nothing is. So if any window that pops up, you have to go on, even if it's an older team in a limited window, and you got to sell out to get that missing piece, where you got to give up a first for a guy like Aaron Jones, or you got to make the move for a guy like Mark Ingram. You got to do it, man, because it's it, we, we we've been saying it, Matt, for what five years? A, di- a dynasty team on paper. We've heard this hundreds of times. Oh, my team on paper in the next two years, something's going to look fantastic. I'm going to win three championships in a row. I've been playing dynasty fantasy football for 16 years. I've never once seen that. We've owned dynasty. I've owned, I've been playing, I've owned dynasty nerds for going on five and a half years. I've been in the dynasty community, seeing thousands of people's teams and whatnot. And I've still, I don't see it. It never happens. So you got to do it on, you know, they got to produce. It it can't be on paper. It's got to, it's got to be real. Real producing numbers. Now. So let's get through a couple more things here, real quick. This one's a real quick miss uh, hit. Let me give you guys Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, who are you taking? I'm still taking Saquon, but it's, it's the the margin is narrowing. It's I agree. Weird. I'm still a Saquon guy. I'm still saying. Somebody asked me that question too. I'm still Saquon too. And they're like, why? I mean, McCaffrey's out producing. I'm like, because well, just because Saquon is hurt doesn't mean he wouldn't produce at that right. level as well. And I was like, I know Christian McCaffrey. Here's the thing. I was like, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon, to me, are pretty much on par with the receiving ability. And I know Christian McCaffrey's di- dynamic, but so is Saquon. Yep. I was like, and honestly, Saquon's just a better in, in between the tackles runner, and so I'm going to give him the edge. I'll take Saquon. Yep. Just, but, you know, Christian McCaffrey, clearly up there. Oh, he's a stud. Leonard Fournette, running back nine on the season, you know, 17.9 points per game. Uh, is this something that we could see at the former fourth overall pick? That we like, you know, the ankles held up really well this year. Run the ball well. Is this something? He's like Leonard Fournette, who even out there in the dice community, like nobody's talking about Leonard Fournette. Really not. Steady Eddie, you know, which is a complete opposite of a guy like Derrick Henry. Like I love running backs like Leonard Fournette. What he's been doing, where he's just been consistently giving you double digit points, producing, looking for those touchdowns. Guys like that are the kind of guys that help you win championships, right? And more involved in the passing game this year. Yeah, Way gonna, more involved in passing uh, game. That was going to be my, my point exactly. He's catching the four to six passes that I was hoping, you know, to get, from, to get from Carry on Johnson. He's getting them, and it shows and it reflects in his numbers. And, and he's also getting the carries. He's getting, you know, the past three weeks, 29, 23, 20. That's the kind of usage I would like Carry on Johnson to have, and that – that would, in my eyes, boost Kerry and Johnson up into the top ten. Sure, because because I, I think he has that kind of talent. And simple things like that, you know, those those extra two points per game, twelve point, you know, th- that alone. If you take Kerry and Johnson, you give him twelve more points at sixty six, which would give him about what seventy eight, right around there. He makes a big jump all the way up to like running back seventeen, right up there with Josh Jacobs, just on two more catches a game, so twelve more points. And that doesn't even include yards. We're that just giving the twelve right. receptions. So if he right. went twelve receptions for zero yards, say he got. 80 yards on that, it's eight more points. And now you're talking about all up here to like running back 
13 for carry-on. Yep. Just on a little simple thing is a couple more receptions. So for Leonard Fournette, I mean, I feel like Leonard Fournette is somebody from, like, what you see in, the, like, the pulse of the dynasty world. Like, he's not being talked about. He's not being loved. People yep. aren't talking about selling. People aren't talking about buying. He's, not, he, he's definitely not a player on the move. I don't. We don't see a lot of questions. I don't no. think with with trades involving him. I, I wish. I wish I had more shares. I I got scared in the off season because I saw some of the off the field. You know all the arguments with with management and all that, and then never staying healthy. I just it was too. I, I was too worried about the risk involved. But he he really has put it all together this season. I sold all my shares, and I'm still happy with the moves I made that I got back for Leonard Fournette. Uh, well, except for one, uh, <laughs> Kareem Hunt. That was before, right before oh, the news yeah. broke down. But uh, it, Kareem Hunt, like Leonard Fournette, like he to me seems like he's obtainable, right? But he's got to be on a team that obviously is not competing. Would you buy? So we've been saying forever, like all oh, this ankle, this ankle, this ankle, this ankle. Would you buy Leonard Fournette? Like, so at what price? You need a okay. You need a running back. You're gonna have to pay. For, he's running back nine a year. Right. You need a running back. You're a championship caliber team. You can win. Would you give up a twenty? Would you give a twenty twenty first, second, and third for Leonard Fournette? If I'm a running back away and I'm a championship caliber team, I per, oh, it's so hard. It's a lot. That's a lot to give up. I you gotta figure they're all late. Picks. I probably would. I probably would. I definitely would. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Here's here's why. Because the third really makes it like it blows the doors off the trade, right? And that doesn't even move the needle for me. It doesn't move the needle. I, was, I love... That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, this might as well just be a first and a second to me. I right. don't, a, yeah, third third. I can, a third I can find. A I can get third. somewhere else. I, whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, that's nothing to me. Dude, the third round pick is the most sneaky bargaining chip in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. Dart throw it of gets, all dart throws. It, it, change, it, it, it gets trades done more so than not. And it really does work out where it's kind of an irrelevant pick, right? Like Matt said, they're easy to get back. Yeah. Super easy to get thirds, right? Giving up a player of like any kind of interest, right? Like if you had John Brown right now, you give Dwayne John Brown for a third easily, yep. right? They're easy to get back, definitely on non competing teams. You can and, get back into the third round of any draft pretty and a, and a, easily. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good throw in to add yourself to get the trade, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're like, hey, I'll give you a first and second for Leonard Fournette and somebody's like, oh, he's running back nine. I don't know. I'm kind of just forever, you know, Leonard Fournette. Because that's know, when like uncertainty picks. starts creeping in to people's heads, you know, and they're like, I don't know who. I don't really like any of these players right now. And you're just like, I'll give you next year's third and something else stupid. You know what I mean? And you're just right in. And you could just keep playing that game like literally every yeah. year. To Have you ever done the, player. I will give you my entire draft next year? You ever done that? No, oh, yeah, I have. I, I've done that before because it's it's hilarious because it's really like you're saying it's really only the first and second. But, oh yeah. Oh but, oh for like a great player. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. But you know the third, fourth, and fifth are there too. You know right. you're getting the whole draft, but really it's only the first and second that really. Well, matters. we do six round drafts in all okay. our leagues and say yeah, same thing. I'm doing like I'll give you my whole draft pick. Oh wow, that's six the picks. Like, draft. Yeah, well you draft that kicker in the sixth round because exactly. there's nobody left, right? <laughs> yeah, Woo. I do those maneuvers, but it, it's a good it's a good tactic to like over like to tip the scale just slightly to, to give that person to feel they're getting a little bit more now grant thirds are good they, they, oh you good. hit on them yeah sure i mean I, you I, might have been able to get terry mclaren in the third depending on when you were drafted and i mean in our league alone like i've i've gotten rob gronkowski in the third i have i have a lot of good third round picks but it's a, still you're talking about two to three good guys in that that draft or that round that you have to really hit and on. you can get them back exactly um one last guy and then we'll wrap this up here Devontae freeman 
running back seven over the last two weeks has really kind of taken a turn here for the better passing game running. And then we, I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, he did have a really rough start matchup wise, yeah. um, which really kind of hindered him opened a really good buying window here. He's still locked on the team. I, I know what his contract looks like next year, but is he locked up in the team next year as well, Matt? Gosh, I can't remember. I believe so though. What about I'm him? Like looking at that. you can, I sold on that team where I'm, uh, on the team where I'm 0-6, I had Devontae Freeman. And somebody offered the same thing. I was like, you know what? Screw this team. I'm just going to take what I can get. I'm gonna, that's how I got my second first out of it. Mm-hmm. Somebody offered me their first for – the first place team offered me their first for Devontae Freeman. So it's going to be a late first. That was a good deal. But I jumped on that. Again, an 0-6 team, I jumped on that right away. Is that the kind of player you should be targeting uh, if you're a championship caliber team? Somebody who does offer some kind of upside going into 2020 uh, they could still utilize – Maybe you guys can help me help me think through this one because this was the hardest one for me to figure out where I stood on him. I have a lot of shares, bought quite a bit in the offseason, and I still see the potential of what he could be. He's been utilized pretty uh, quite a bit in the, the passing game lately as well, which has been a, a big perk. But like we've seen with some of these other players, that offensive line is really bad. It is not a good offensive line. So I'm nervous, and maybe it's because of all my Joe Mixon love, and we've seen what's happened there. Yeah, uh, who would have saw that coming, the Joe Mixon love? I mean, <laughs> did, you, did you see my confession on Twitter? Did you appreciate that? Yeah, I started playing Usher in the background. It's great. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so I'm torn because there's, there's part of me that wants to buy, but there's another part of me that is, is very nervous about that offensive line. Yeah, but, I mean, the passing game is what really helps – the cause there mm-hmm, for sure. Devontae Freeman, he's been utilized in that. Like you said, he's been really, I mean, he's looked good in the passing game. Yeah, like 90 yards in the passing game. I'm pretty sure day. his second uh, half of the season run schedule isn't that bad uh, going forward for like the playoff run. Well, so, so, I mean, it was, it was very, you know, him and Edo Smith were almost getting a 50 50 share. And then last week they kind of really departed from that. And that's when he had the big game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, on top of the, 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 you know, receiving yards that he had been getting, he finally got 19 carries and 88 yards, you know. So, it, I think things are kind of trending in the right direction for him mm-hmm. as far as he's just going to kind of have a nice little stable base with the receiving, and then you're going to have these games where, you know, he has above-average games in the rushing attack as well. I think Devontae Freeman, I think this is really easy for Dynasty fans football. I think it's really black and white. I think it's the easiest call you can make, right? If you're out of it, if you're not going to make the playoffs, you sell Devontae Freeman for the 2021st. Whoever's the first team, you offer him to everybody in the league for 2021st. First team that gives you the 2021st, you take it, you're satisfied with it. If you're a contender, you give up a 2021st for Devontae Freeman if you need a running back. It's it, to me, it's it's black and white. It's that simple. He's worth a 2021st, nothing less. So he signed through 2022. His his base salary basically takes a pre- pretty big jump from 3.7 to 6.5 though next year. So he might be a very good candidate to kind of get out from underneath. Unless he finishes the season strong. Unless he finishes strong, they might they might get out from underneath that contract. It, it, it is a, it is that strong running back class too. So that does make me a little bit nervous. But you know what? Like, but at the same time, you shouldn't because, I mean, six point seven for an above average running back is good value. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting that unless you actually draft a really good running back. And let's face it, the Falcons have other holes they need to fill besides running back. So they sure. might look at it as like. You know, they're in still that defense is a mess. Yeah, and offensive lines can mm-hmm. usually I know that they have injuries, yep. but like as I say, I think they just invested two first round picks they did. in the offensive, and offensive line. line. So but I like I said, that. the defense is a mess. Yeah. So they have to invest it there and anybody look at it, it's like, hey, we're still a championship caliber 
team. Devontae's system, Devontae Freeman knows his system. We have Edo Smith as the back out, backup. He finished the year strong last year. 6.7 as the salary cap's about to go up again, too. I don't think that's a, like an odd number. So I think, again, if you trade and you give that first for Devontae Freeman, you're probably going to get at least probably a year and a half out of him at the least. Right, and it's 6.5 and then 6.3 in 2021, and then it balloons again in his final year to 8.2. So that's probably when it's yeah, not oh, palatable at, at all. But even then, if, if he has a good 2020, again, not saying it's for sure, but even then, that $8 million number, by the time that comes around in 2021, it's going to be a very... 2022 is when that $8 million pops around. So okay. it's 2020, 2020 and 2021, he's, he's at right around 6.5. So you're talking possibly a, good, yeah. a very good chance, a very good chance almost like the Mark Ingram asks, that if you give up that 2021st for Devontae Freeman, you're most likely going to, if I how, say how odds old is he? 20 and a half years, 27? He's 27. So you're not going to get to that 2021 season, 2022 for sure. I wouldn't say that necessarily. I I, I think there's a chance. Uh, if I had to put my money, if I had to put my money on it and say, okay, the over-under next two seasons, Devontae Freeman, where he's going to be a, a, a quality fantasy football running back on the Falcons. I would take I would take it him stay on the Falcons. I would say this year or next year you're safe. Yeah. After that you're screwed. We'll see. It's six and a million. That's it, a, that's his, what he does. You know, twenty 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 one is his twenty nine age twenty nine season, and then thirty after that is the twenty twenty two season. So either way, it's worth the gamble. I mean, no, no matter what, even if he just helps you win this year, it was worth the first. And, and that's what. that's that's a thing. but at least you're not giving up first for a guy like that you've like. Adrian Peters, you know what I mean? Or like right. even Mark Ingram, who's older. And yeah, he's, he's got a year or two on him. You know, Mark Ingram's currently burning back 10 on a year. And and, that, and that's a true one-year rental. You may you may get a couple of years out of Devontae Freeman. So, so, I, I, so to your point, yes, I think, you know, if you're in that championship window, I think it's worth it. And I think that's a good, that that's the number one attack, right? That's, that's where mm-hmm. you put the bullseye on, you go out there and get it. So that's it for this week. We'll be back next week as we enter week seven here. Uh, we're getting through it, boys. Uh, we're not too far away, honestly, from the playoffs. Uh, another six weeks, so another month and a half. And then from there, we're going to start doing some crazy shows. And then we'll get into the rookies, which is January, which is two months, two and a half months from now. Uh, Are we going to do a special XFL um, podcast? Or <laughs> Absolutely not. I think they were drafting today or something. I <laughs> saw Christine Michael was a first-round pick. Was he really? <laughs> he sure was. So was, um, geez, what was the guy from uh, from Boston College that can't catch? Andre Andre Williams or not? Andre, oh uh, yeah, Andre uh, Williams. Yeah, is it Andre he, Williams? He, he was he was part of the the Giant squad for a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he got drafted as well. I saw. Well, good for them. We'll yeah, <laughs> can't wait to watch that one year of the XFL and Cardell Jones. Yeah, is Cardell Jones is he in that? He's league? a starting quarterback for like DC Washington, or something. Yeah, Brogan. Oh yeah, okay. I saw Brogan Roback got right. drafted in the second round. Who did? Brogan Roback. Okay. Connor Cook was a second overall pick. I, I saw that Connor yeah. Cook went. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, is interesting. Didn't they all already have quarterbacks? Didn't didn't they give like each team a quarterback to start no. with? No, it's a draft. Uh, it's it's an interesting draft. Too, it's a weird draft. I thought each one like had like a captain quarterback. Already. Yeah, that, you're thinking like the AFL or whatever. Maybe it was. they so. they had like by positions. They did rounds of drafts. Yeah, like, it was interesting. Yeah, had, like skill position. You had to draft offensive linemen. Just just this this round is all offensive linemen, and the next one's all defensive linemen. Yeah. Pretty pretty goofy concept. Can't wait. We'll see. Every other league fails, so I'm surprised I won't be back. We'll be back next week with some more Dynasty takes. In the meantime, uh, we'll be back uh, in five minutes with a new Nerd Herd episode. If you want to join the Nerd Herd, it's only price of a cup of coffee. Three bucks a month, you get extra podcasts, you get all our rankings, which are super flex, Debbie, tight end premium, PPR standard, you get our buy sell tool, uh, and you get an extra podcast and more tools to come. Even though we keep saying them, we'll 
We'll just we'll announce them as they come. Help yeah. support your favorite podcast. 60% of the time, it works every time. Every Join the Nerd Herd. Time. So join the nerd. In the meantime, if you like the show, leave a rating review on iTunes. It always helps the show. We're currently, I think, like 927 reviews on iTunes. So only 73 more to go till we hit 1,000 reviews on iTunes. That's so, solid mathematics. Yeah, we're going to give job. away uh, some T-shirts when that happens. So uh, if you do like the show, please leave us a rating review. If you don't like the show, uh, keep that shit to yourself because we don't really care about your opinion. Go, to, <laughs> go listen to different <laughs> podcasts. Is it kind of weird? Like, just, uh, just don't waste your time with hate. Unless, I mean, unless just as like, a general rule. Don't unless waste your the time show is it. so bad. Like, why the hell would you go out of your way to leave, like, somebody a bad review? Like, we don't get, like, we still have a perfect five-star rating, which is sweet. And thank you to all those people that took the time and gave us that five-star rating. We really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, if you, have, if you don't want to, if you have something bad to say, just shut your mouth, right? Just, there we go. We, we, don't need, we don't need any of that negativity here. We're going to talk Dynasty Fantasy Football and uh, her quarterbacks. There we go. Right? Uh, so we'll be back next week. In the meantime, let's get ready to talk about this Nerd Herd episode. We're going to talk about wide receivers and tight end. And we just lost one of our boys, Will Disley. Achilles. Bummer. That's Pop. tough. Might as well call that Achilles the weasel because Pop goes the weasel, right? Is that how that goes? I think that's how it goes. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.